ladies and gentlemen, from All Season Studio 306 in Midlothian, Virginia, it's The Undiluted Truth with Mike and Ben. Today's episode, should we put children in charge of gender selection? Part 2. Hmm. Remember to like, subscribe, and share. Our podcast email is theundilutedtruth.podcast at gmail.com. I think we're starting to get the hang of best behavior. Yes, I hope so. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Undiluted Truth. My name is Ben. Let's welcome in our host, Mike. How are you doing this afternoon? I am once again doing fantastic, but it's getting better. Awesome. It's getting better all the time. We need to get that on. You know, it's getting better all the time. Getting better all the time. Okay. getting better all the time. Oh, okay. Okay. I I see where you're going. Yeah. And that's about all you're going to get from me on that today. Uh, Welcome. uh, (laughs) There you go. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, all of those uh, around this wonderful globe that uh, we are reaching. And yes, the globe, uh, we are regularly downloaded by approximately 35 to 40 countries. Um, And we hope that you are getting a good dose of the undiluted truth wherever you are and whatever you might be doing over the next Oh, 30 minutes or so for this episode. Uh, please take time to listen to what we have to share with you today. So welcome, all of you rock tumblers and truth seekers. Uh, it is our honor to be doing what we do uh, for you. And believe it or not, in this process, we are enlightened. Uh, mm-hmm. And and I sort yeah. of, uh, I really get into this, especially in topics where I think I know quite a bit, and I go, wow, I didn't know that. Mm. I didn't know that. And I think that's why some of these personal stories really hit so hard. And now, once again, here we are not talking about children in schools uh, being, you know, ordered to wear masks or to go home and and, uh, do their schoolwork or, you know, they shut the schools down and now we're doing it on a computer and uh, all of that. And the vaccines and the kids were forced to get the vaccine by their parents. And we felt like we really had to defend them because they they didn't have a voice. And and then and even now we're seeing all kinds of problems occurring from that. And you're not going to see many of you. You really have to look. And that's why we call the truth seekers uh, and those here at the Undiluted Truth, rock tumblers. You really have to turn over a lot of rocks and sometimes boulders to find some of this information. And that is a darn shame. Absolutely. We yeah. should never have to to seek if, if the so-called media w- was doing their job. And, of course, um, no surprise, duh, uh, they haven't been doing their job for quite some time. So... Mm. And I think, Ben, I think that's why most of the country, and in some cases the world, has gone to podcasting. You're getting better information and true information on podcasts. Now, yeah, there, there's, you can do podcasts about anything. 
Right. But there are more platforms that are putting out news and information that are getting more views and, and, and more of an audience than, you know, your major networks anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's just a fact. Is it a good thing? Probably because, you know, essentially, essentially those people that we know are bought and paid for, and I'm not even sure how much of it is real anymore. Exactly. So, yeah, so, I mean, changing up and finding new avenues for, you know, getting your news is, in this day and age, like you said, kind of sadly needed. Um, mm-hmm. Because you can't, you can't necessarily, you can't necessarily trust the mainstream. So you got to find those offshoots that mm-hmm. are okay. Yeah, I hear this from you. Okay, I hear that from this person over sure. here. Um, you know, and you're kind of like you're saying, turning over small rocks and matching up. You know, it's like that old matching game. Okay, yeah. you you match with this and you match with this and okay. And, but you guys aren't matching with the mainstream, and then this mm-hmm. doesn't match. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that, it, it's digging for truth. I mean, if mm-hmm. you're if you're serious about trying to find where you get your news from, sure. Yeah. And 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 I can appreciate that. And you you the way you described it was really the way I was gonna sort of explain it a little further. Is is we're not trying to tell you don't watch any mainstream media. You can, right. but make sure you're you know the word we have used in the past is trust and verify. Exactly. So, exactly. so you know, yeah. Well, I heard this. Does that match up with that? Well, wait a minute. They're not the same thing. Well, right. who's actually telling the truth? And typically, you can look back in history and you could go, well, this platform or this guy or this crew over the last year and a half has been on the money about everything. So I might lean over here first, but I still want to do my homework. Exactly. And I would encourage you to do yes. that. Yes. Don't just believe it because someone has been exactly. correct, you know, mm-hmm. 99% of the time. Right. It might be that 1% topic. Maybe they haven't done their homework or maybe they've misspoke. Right. So, and it, it, but in some, in some spots, and I know we're getting a little off the, <laughs> the, the topic here real quick, but, I mean, in some respects, if you're a good deceiver, yes. right? And if it's planned out, you might start with, you know, okay, all of this, and and then we're going to slowly interject, mm-hmm. you know, this stuff because now now you understand we're giving you the right thing, right? So now when we give you this bad stuff, you're going to believe it. Yes. Yeah. So it can be used as a, a as a deceitful tactic as well, in my opinion. I think and so. Yeah. Absolutely, because in deception. Probably eighty percent of what is being, de- you know, deceptive. Eighty percent of an issue or a topic or a subject that you want to deceive someone on is is true. Twenty yeah, percent yeah, of it that, is is is, right. is 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 the deception. So they're going to really, you know, sprinkle it mainly with truth and and sort of, right, you know, right. sprinkle a little bit of. Uh, of deception right. and or fake or whatever you want to call it. Exactly. Um, you know, the counterfeit is probably a better word because it's so yeah. close. Uh, you really have to have sharp eyes to see it. Yeah. And, and like you said, verify because, you know, if that is their tactic, then you're going to see kind of a, a history of that. Whereas people make mistakes, you know, and mm-hmm. so 
there might be some something that doesn't align with something somewhere, and then they might come on and say, okay, we need to retract that. But they might not have caught it themselves, but you got to look at their track record, so to speak, you know, because it might have been just, okay, they misspoke here or something. So you got to be careful with that. But, yeah, it's a tactic. Yes, and I think that most of it is uh, intentional. Yeah. And, and the, right. the, the term that I like to use is uh, the, the mainstream media has been perpetrating uh, premeditated ignorance on us for a long time. And that's what it is. Yeah. It's on purpose, and they want to keep you dumbed down. They want to, it's, it, so, yeah. you know, use that word, that, that, uh, those mm-hmm. words, premeditated ignorance. That's, hey, that'd be a good T-shirt, yeah, that, wouldn't it? Oh, <laughs> that might be. You heard yeah. it here first, folks. Yeah, I yeah. think. Pre-med- yeah. Yeah, but, well, that, that, that came out of the top of my head. Well, there you go. I, I had yeah. not heard that from anyone else. So. Okay, well, there you um, go. But uh, anyway, uh, there again, we are, we are back with Miriam Grissom, Dr. Miriam Grissom, on with uh, Jan Gellick on uh, Epic TV from Epic Times, on American Thought Leaders, the name of that show, uh, which is awesome. So uh, you can check that out. Great information uh, from uh, Epic Times. Okay. And uh, just want to take a minute to, to wherever you find your podcast, uh, you should be able to find us, places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Podvine, Audible, Podbean, and more. Yes. Yes, and more. So, well, Ben, w- without any further delay, we were, we're going to get into this. And the first voice you're going to hear is we're going to replay this. This was uh, Detransitioner in our topic, uh, and um, this is obviously with the topic, uh, the name of the episode, with the transitioning uh, from one gender to another, they are calling those that uh, realize they have made a mistake and wish they hadn't a a detransitioner. And one of the, the young women that has done this that speaks out uh, is going to be the first voice you hear. Her name is Chloe Cole, and uh, she is actually speaking in front of Congress. And this is just a small little clip, but she's going to be the first voice you hear. All right. Okay. Yes, sir. Ready there, Ben? Ready. All righty, sir. Here we go. Cause permanent changes to my body. My voice will forever be deeper, my jawline sharper, my nose longer, my bone structure um, permanently masculinized, my Adam's apple more prominent, my fertility unknown. I look in the mirror sometimes and I feel like a monster. In order to be truly Mm. informed and given informed consent, I'm arguing in the book that girls need to be educated about what what these organs actually do. There's a purpose to these organs, to, to, to breasts. And they are not simply sex objects for, that, that people stare at. In the, you know, they are so much more. Uh, nursing is an incredible experience, both for the mother and the child. There is bonding going on. There's pheromones that are being shared. There's um, oxytocin is being released. The trust hormone and the bonding hormone is being released in the mother and the child. There's all kinds of health benefits to the oxytocin in, in the mom and in the child. And it's just this wonderfully complex, awesome um, 
You know, I call it an ecosystem. I'm saying that kids are being told that the earth is a delicate ecosystem, right? And we have to, uh, we have to respect that. And we, we can't assume to have an endless supply of clean air, right? Or we can't expect to have an endless supply of natural resources. We have to be careful. We have to understand this ecosystem and honor it. Well, you know what? We, each of us, not only the girls, the boys, we are all delicate ecosystems. And this whole gender-affirming care is, is just erasing all of that and just you know, steamrolling the entire medical profession and the educational profession and the, my, the mental health profession and just saying, you know, pump these kids full of these uh, medications. I mean, we've never done this before. The last time, Jan, that we in psychiatry tried to help people with emotional disorders by changing their body. Do you know when that was? I have, it, I have an idea. Lobotomies. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Lobotomies. Mm-hmm. A horrific chapter in medicine, not that long ago, when doctors, respected doctors, one of them, the inventor of the procedure, got a Nobel Prize for coming up with this idea that people who are mentally ill Uh, And some of them were really not terribly mentally ill. They may have just have had behavioral issues. Uh, That the way that we can treat them is by inserting an instrument into their brain. They made two, uh, they drilled holes into the brain or alternatively they, they used the instrument and they entered the brain through the eye socket. Barbaric, yes, completely Mm. barbaric. And they would sever the connection uh, of, of the uh, one part of the cortex, the prefrontal cortex, and, and the rest of the brain. Very primitive, barbaric surgery that was actually done without anesthesia. Uh, and mm. this was done to nearly 50,000 people in the U.S. 40 to 50,000 people, including... Rosemary Kennedy, okay, the sister of JFK, the aunt of RFK Jr., had a lobotomy. And I've been thinking about it. And, you know, because, you know, the Kennedy family, obviously, with their standing and their wealth, they must have gotten, I mean, Boston, Harvard, they got the top, they must have had the top professors advising them on what to do with Rosemary. Rosemary was a problem. She, 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 had, she had all kinds of mental health issues, behavioral issues, and they didn't know how to help her, and they ended up giving her a lobotomy. And the reason why this is important is because, look, I, I wasn't there, obviously, it was before I was born, but clearly the Kennedys must have been told, this is the standard of care. There is a medical consensus this is what the experts are saying is going to help Rosemary. And they did it. They signed on the dotted line. P.S. She was forever, uh, she was never the same. And she was institutionalized for the rest of her life. Well, let's not miss this. Uh, that, that, that little 
slip, and I don't think it was a slip of the tongue, but but the ears of uh, those of us that uh, have been doing this for a while, it perked up uh, the medical consensus. That's right. Now, and of course, we've come to know what that means. It doesn't matter what any truth or facts are. If you've got enough of a group and the majority, right. which, which determines what a consensus is, and if you have that number, so the consensus was, yeah, let's do lobotomies. You take that as, you know, God forbid, and I don't really want to be sacrilegious with this, but you take that as a gospel, sort of. You take it as right. truth, in fact, best way, so forth, so on. But just the way that she said that, they got a medical consensus. Yeah. So that would be the majority of the people that were sought out that's to, right. to agree that that's the best thing to do with this. Yeah. I, I'm just going to say this poor, this poor woman. Not a poor girl. Now, isn't that similar to the advertisements for a lot of different things? The ones that pop into my mind are like toothpaste and, and mouthwash or something where four out of five doctors. Yeah. Whether it's truth or not, wouldn't that be cons- kind that of a consensus? Would, that would be a small consensus. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. consensus says use this. So consensus says use that. That's exactly right. But what's the truth? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they would be saying four out of five. So then you could go, oh, eight out of 10. Right. And then you would go, oh, uh, 16 out of what, 20? Exactly. You yeah, know, yeah. and you just keep. So that's what they're trying to do is, that, you know, the, the majority. Right. But so, maybe those two out of the 10, they didn't subscribe to this because they know the truth, but it wasn't consensus. It's not. It's not that's not yeah, important. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter what uh, fact is. It doesn't matter what uh, studies show that's or anything. Right. You know? That's right. And we got that from that one gentleman, and I should know his name. Yeah, I forget. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Though. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I, I didn't want that to slip by. But yeah, what a sad story here. And uh, absolutely, yeah. Th- this, I think, this took place uh, in the I don't know the forties, early fifties. I think. The lobo- uh, you mean the lobotomies? Well, the lobotomies were definitely into the early fifties. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm, I was thinking about uh, Rosemary Kennedy. Oh, particularly. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that late 30s, 40s, I think. Uh, but anyway, terrible, terrible story there. Uh, here, any, anyway, here we go. All right. Continuing on. So it was catastrophic. So we've had this before. We've had medical uh, trends in medicine and certainly in psychiatry in which doctors have come forward and aggressively promoted treatments and have said that there's a medical consensus and uh, reassured families that were worried about their loved ones that this is the way to go. Here we go. That's what's happening mm-hmm. right now. I have so many parents who are contacting me who are desperate. And just a few days ago, I got an email from another parent, another mom, begging me, giving me the phone number of the surgeon that was uh, going to be operating on her daughter that day, later in the afternoon. She wrote to me an emergency email in the morning and she begged me, here's the phone number of the surgeon, please call him, I'll pay you whatever you want, 
please call this surgeon, and I know you can do this, Dr. Grossman, convince him not to operate on my daughter. Of course, there's nothing I can do. I can't pick up a phone and call a surgeon and tell him not to do, not to operate. What I can do is come and do an interview with you such as this and talk about what's going on. What I can do is write my book and warn parents about this, not only parents that are currently dealing with this problem in their family, but parents who in the future might deal with it, and I want them to be prepared, and I want them to have the information and the knowledge that they need. My book is not written for PhDs. It's written for everyday moms and dads to understand the landscape. Where did this come from? What is it? What can I do now to, so to speak, inoculate my kids against this ideology? So let's jump into that. I mean, it strikes me, this is, I think, one of the most important parts of the book uh, uh, for me as well. You, you know, I, I recently read a book uh, by the Pitt parents, Parents with Inconvenient Truths About Trans, right. 75 essays. I mean, shocking stuff and I hadn't really thought about all this really from the perspective of the parent until I read that book. It's, it's a very fraught, fraught environment right. for parents who are actually trying to help their children. All the parents that I've talked to and I've talked to hundreds of parents were blindsided. They didn't see it coming. They never imagined that there would be such an announcement from their child and when it happens they're stunned they don't know what to say, and more importantly, they don't know how to help their child. They don't know how to move forward and what to do. And so they're at a disadvantage. Like in any crisis, in any situation, if you're prepared, you're at an advantage, right? I want to pause that real quick again because just with what she said, this is, this is really astonishing to me to, to say that one day your child, which is not fully developed in the brain, comes to you and right. wants to change their gender. Yeah. And, and you're dumbfounded and you don't know what to say. Right. Exactly. I mean, I think I would know what to say. I'm just thinking about, you know, my two girls. You know, it might not be wrapped in, in pretty paper and bows and, and everything with right. uh, with nice-sounding whistles, what, what I would have to say. But my goodness, I would not be... I would be like, what are you thinking? Uh, where have you done any research? Where is this coming from? I would want to dig in, mm -hmm. and I would want to get her or him talking. Mm -hmm. Um and then I would roll them back into the fact that, first of all, you, uh, the facts are, you, 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 you can talk all the biology you want to, you're not, your brain isn't fully developed. Right. And we talked about this the other day, is that a human from, from the day they're born until the day they die, if they live a normal life, of everything there is to know, the human brain can only tap into, even after it's fully developed, can only tap in and, and clearly know and understand about 10 to 15% of everything that there is to know. So the majority of things to know, the human brain will never tap into them. Hmm. But the main thing is, is that this child is a child, and they are not thinking with 
let's say, a full deck. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with it. It's just the time hasn't fully developed and given them that clear understanding. And, you know, and at that point, I would know exactly what to do is I would, you know, if even if I was already a praying person, I would, boy, would I just pump up my praying. I would enhance it. And I would dig into the root of this, which is evil. Definitely. But, yeah. Now, how would I step-by-step step go about this? It, it, yeah, you step lightly, but you don't keep your foot off the gas at all and go, okay, well, how can I still maintain my child's friendship? And I don't want to—I don't want her to be— yeah, No, it, right. believe me, it's a serious place to be in, but the fact that a parent has got to stand there and go, I don't, I don't know what to do, that's, that is— that is a difficult spot to be in, but you know, based on the enemy that we're facing here, because this is evil. This is evil that's that's manifest, right? And this is exactly what the devil wants. He 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 wants to intervene in this wonderfully made body, and mm-hmm. basically say, you know, that hey, there was a problem here. Right. We as human beings can do it better. And just cutting God completely out of it all. Yeah. So that's you. You have to go at that root, and believe me, that God cares about these things. He doesn't want to turn his head on them, uh, away from them. Uh, so that's sort of the direction. And I feel for all of these uh, parents uh, that are facing this. But that 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 statement just sort of, I felt it was very astonishing that. That that I'm not going to say it was the consensus, but uh, right. it sounds like that is a very common, normal response from parents. So well, I mean, it. De- I mean, to me, it depends on, I guess, how we're asking it. Um, because I mean, if you're blindsided with something, sometimes you don't have an immediate response. You might know, like you're saying, like what to do about it but at the in the moment you're kind of like blindsided like but you would probably defer to like hey where is this coming from like what if what have you been hearing where have you been getting this from you know type of thing but like a quick response if you were asked the question like well when they talked with you did you know what was going through your mind you know i might you know if it happened to me i might say well i was you know blindsided i didn't you know i, I didn't know how to respond you know at first i mm-hmm. mean because asking them question yes that is a response but i i'm just saying you know you're you're not sure where they got it from you're not sure about a bunch of mm-hmm. things so it's blind so I, I don't know what you know what's going on kind of maybe that's really what they're saying like if yeah. you step back a second okay like you're saying yeah ask them a few questions like where did you get your information what yeah. do you know but uh, I mean, if you if you are a parent, or if there are parents out there like certain people that can't uh, define what a woman is, then mm-hmm. well, yeah, you know, sure, uh, I got I got nothing for you on that. But I, I had one this other true. I had one other quick comment, like in in other types of re- relationships, like with friends and different things, we're always told, you know, stay away from peer pressure. You know, don't follow peer pressure. Do, stand up for what you. You know what I mean? Then we talk, start talking about the medical side and what is a consensus other than 
medical peer pressure. No, that's what it is. In reality. It's being delivered that way. Right. So, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, if you're taught don't follow peer pressure, well, then find a doctor that's not following peer pressure. Get to the bottom of it. You know, yeah, so that was my comment. Well, yeah, in, in comparison to to the consensus, though, and when, once you once you step into believing consensus, you are really throwing sanity out the window. Because yeah. just listening to that interview that we listened to with Dale Bigtree and 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 that uh, was the astrophysicist mm-hmm. that right was talking about this, and Dell says, well, how about the study that was done? Said, no, 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 they don't, it's a consensus. You yeah, need that, a consensus. follow the consensus. No, we, there are studies that have been shown that this, and no, it's consensus. You need that, no, you got to have a consensus. Right. So yeah. there's no, there's no sanity. I mean, it, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's insanity to follow this they're, they're so-called not even consensus. So looking at it as peer pressure, essentially, they're just like, no, well, the majority agree, so we we have to agree. Yeah, well, the is the major, the majority are my peers, and uh, you're putting pressure on me, aren't you? I mean, it's, yeah, it's, a, yeah. so we got who says we have to do that? Well, the right. peer the peers say, oh, oh well, that's not peer pressure; it's consensus. Yeah. So anyway, right. uh, uh, we'll continue the, uh, this particular interview on the next episode. Uh, it, this is just too good to, and, and the, the next one should uh, bring us to an end uh, of this particular topic. But this is one to meditate on, and this is so real. Uh, and, you know, I just want to remind our listeners that the, the number that was given over the last uh, several years here, and I say several, I'm thinking within the last 10, that the increase in this particular topic of transgenderism has increased 5,000%. That's right. It's it's just this thing is traveling at warp speed, you know, to a dead end, and and sometimes literally a a dead end. And yeah, it doesn't. It's not just one individual that's making this decision and living a tough life. The whole family is being brought in, and it 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 really spreads. Far and wide, and and not just family. There's some friends that of these kids that struggle. You know, they they you know. And let's face it, kids are kids, and and, you know, you might have a a friend that's going to make a stupid decision, but you still like them, you still love them in your own way, and 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 you're saddened by what's going on. Mm -hmm. And then especially when they start to become ill from all of these uh, medications and. And surgeries and all of this, and now you've lost your friend, the friend that you knew. So it, this is a very difficult uh, topic and thing to, to deal with. But I think our goal and, and Dr. Grissom's goal is is one in which you shouldn't have to, when you hear about this, uh, that it's your child or, or maybe a close family friend, to not know what to do, you know. Right. You yes. might not know what you're going to respond to within the first 30 seconds, but to not know what to do, like, I don't know what to do. Uh, no, you should have a plan. You should have a firmly, spiritually grounded plan in, in how to deal with this because you're not dealing with flesh and bones and and normal human. This right. is behind-the-scenes evil. 
and it's powerful and it is winning right now over our children and we need to be we need to be part of doing something about it so and that's why we're here doing what we're doing uh so well ben let's uh with that in mind let's wrap up and appeal to our our god in heaven father in heaven once again we do thank you our heart goes out to these families that are experiencing these difficult things father sometimes it's it's just mind-boggling to think yeah how did we get here and then as we look back we can see small steps all the way back think about it we just talked about things that were going on through medical consensus back in the 30s and 40s and it has manifested itself in a big way today and it is showing up with a huge magnifying glass on it for all to see and somehow some way people have been deceived to think this is a good thing and father we want to lift up all of those children that are contemplating thinking about looking into doing something like this we 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 want to lift up all of those children that have friends that are thinking about this not knowing how to to deal with this and to how to communicate with their friends now well, we we pray that they have a spirit of hunger and thirsting after information to do their homework so maybe they can help their friends or their brother or their sister so, Father, we, we do thank you again for this platform that you've allowed us to have. We pray for all of those that stand up. I'm just so proud of, uh, to be associated with people like Dr. Grissom, Jan Yukelik, and the Epic TV, Epic Times, and these sorts of people. People are standing up all over the world when it's very, very difficult and Father, we know that we are to love our brethren, and that's a hard thing. So we pray a prayer throughout this world for all of those that are listening that you give us the, the ability to, through tough decisions, that we can still love our brethren. And with that being said, we part ways and ask that every intent of our thought be pure. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to join us again on The Undiluted Truth. And remember, rock tumblers, with all of your might, continue to diligently seek truth. God bless you.